What's up, my little mistakers and new listeners? You're tuned in to the Humor in Mistakes podcast, where each week we have a guest come in and talk about past mistakes. I'm Donovan McNeil. And I'm Andrew Gleason. And we find mistakes hilarious. But human. We think we can learn a thing or two. So join us on our journey as two upcoming comedians who make mistakes. Take a listen, have a laugh, and go make a mistake. Little mistakers. I want to talk about the coronavirus because apparently people still haven't gotten the memo. Stay your ass at home. And I get it. Some of you can't stand your significant other. You don't want to be at home with them that long. Do what I did. Break up. But don't be out here killing folks because you can't stand to look at your wife or husband. If you can't stand your kids, abandon them for the next three to four months. They'll be alright. They'll be okay. I mean, they'll have issues and they'll talk about it in therapy, but it is better than you spreading the virus. Humor and mistakes understands that some of you can't stand your family. So we stand by abandoning your family for the good of the world, for the good of America. All jokes aside, though, be safe out here with this virus. It's not a game. Social distancing is needed. Please follow the rules. Our guest for this week is Jonah Lewis. He's a stand-up, or rather sit-down comedian that suffers from cerebral palsy, but he uses his gift to help people gain a little perspective on how he lives his life. He has a great sense of humor and is so comfortable with himself that he is able to translate his unique circumstances into comedy. He's learned not to care what people think and frankly that's something we can all benefit from. So take a listen little mistakers, you'll enjoy this episode. What's up my little mistakers and welcome to the Humor in Mistakes podcast. I'm here with Jonah Lewis. Hey guys. And Andrew Gleasy Gleason. How it do? How's it going? Uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. You know, it's been a little bit rainy. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, off to a great start. <laughs> oh man, uh, she just randomly wakes up sometimes. My my phone will randomly wake up and it scares the shit out of me because <laughs> like she's listening. Creepy. Um, Mine's too lazy for that. <laughs> it is. My series never interrupted me. It's it, it doesn't even work when I press the button. Oh, see, I made mine Australian, so I think she's like a hustler because yeah. shit. Mine's on British fire right now. <laughs> mine's British, just okay. so she can be polite about not helping me. <laughs> like I can't do that, and I'm like, all right, at least you were nice. <laughs> so, uh, what got you into comedy, man? So, um, I'm a junior at UNC, and I got into comedy because there was a, a comedy troupe on campus. It's called the False Prophets. Uh, and I was just going around. I was looking for clubs to join and stuff like that. And um, I saw one of their flyers and it looked like fun. So I kind of just showed up to their audition. They said, you have jokes? And I said, uh, give me a minute and I'll, I'll come back. <laughs> so I kind of just sat in the chair in the auditorium that they were holding auditions in and wrote some stuff down. And it got to my turn and they liked what I said. They invited me to come back for the next night of auditions and the next. They have like a weird like three-day interview process which is kind of intense for a school club but i was about to say that like yeah, are they, are they no i don't know why celebrities on the regular i don't know why it's so intense but it was like a three-night thing and i made it to the end of that night and then i didn't wind up getting into the club but i had so much fun that i just kind of started going to open mics you know what that does is it weeds out the flaky people true if you can't hit the three-day interview you process, say that but i just uh auditioned for the third time and i still didn't get in so Okay. I don't know what they're they're looking for necessarily, but it's not know. me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I feel like clubs on campus—they're so like exclusive. They want people to want to be in them. It's insane. Yeah. It, especially like performing arts clubs. Like if you sing or like act or something, it's like joining a fraternity, but you just don't pay money for it. <laughs> it's like these are the people you're hanging out with now. Like sing a power chord or something. Yeah. I was always leery of having to pay like that's you're like, like i'm already paying <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was always like the thing that stopped me every single time yeah um and it's a lot more expensive over at carolina right for certain stuff yeah okay uh so 
how are you enjoying the process of being a comedian so far? It's the most fun I've had doing anything. This is definitely the most like work I've ever put into a hobby that I've had, but it's definitely the most like worthwhile hobby I've picked up. That's like it's it's just there's so much goes into writing and like showing up to mics and putting yourself out there, but it's it's so much more worth it when you uh it like pays off. Okay. So were you always a comedian? Like let's talk about uh Joan as a kid. <laughs> Joan as a kid. Uh I was really quiet when I was little and I would uh I wouldn't say anything to people until I'd like hung out with them for a little bit and then I was really loud and um uh I kind of just like over the years you kind of learn to come out of your shell a little bit and now I'm just kind of loud all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> Uh, were you were you a class clown at all? Or? I mean, a little bit, mostly because I just wasn't paying attention. Okay. And like, I would get yelled at. I I think I got yelled at one day in class for like balancing my glasses on my face or something, just because I wasn't <laughs> paying attention. Oh, you were bored. Yeah. yeah, that's some bored. That's some throwing the pencil on the ceiling. Yeah, I know. Shit. <laughs> just like s- slamming the s- pencil on the table to see if it flips, type stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I actually miss that level of bored. Like there is just a uh, little part of me that missed being that bored in class. Just passive. Yeah. It's so passive. Like you just you're <laughs> sitting there. You can't go anywhere. You can only doodle so much. You, you're just like staring up at the ceiling, counting the dots on the tiles and stuff. <laughs> I feel like that's when you tap into your darkest deepest darkest brain waves is when you're trying to entertain yourself you just like slowly like fall into your own brain yeah and then someone will yell at you and you're like what's going on it's been like 20 minutes i sit there write erotica that's what i did that's one way to pass the time uh i i I had a friend who worked at a retirement home and uh they found like erotic fiction about all the nurses on his laptop one day (laughs) like that's what this old dude was doing in his spare time i was like i mean he's got to do something he's kind of just hanging out he's got no creative juices was it good i apparently it was all right so i i don't know i didn't get to see it unfortunately i asked multiple times if i could see it and they said no (laughs) so guess what i just found uh speaking of erotica there are people uh it's a subreddit there's and you can become uh, semi-famous like from reading people's erotica so like you just, just have like, the voice for it like a voice actor yeah but l- they l- like audible it. but for erotic fiction <laughs> yeah and uh, there's this one i forgot what her name is but she is like the top tier person and people just submit erotica to her you just gotta like whisper a little bit. You know? <laughs> I hate the internet. She's so good, dude. I listened to her one. Oh my god, <laughs> how good is she, McNeil? I feel like it's that's <laughs> one step down from ASMR, like where people are just like deep throating a microphone or something, and you're like, "What's happening?" That's right probably what she's doing. Like she just she just tells it in a way that you're so engaged in the story. <laughs> <laughs> like what's happening right now? I'm surprised if you're ever engaged in anything. <laughs> but no. yeah. I, I didn't really ever think I would be like a comedian or anything. I, I was in choir in high school, mostly because my sister was in choir. I can't sing. I was about to ask. No, I can't sing at all. But um, like I would get up on stage and I had a lot of like anxiety. And I, you, you would probably be able to see me like shaking from the audience. What, what song did you hate slash like singing? Well, um, we sang a bunch of Christmas songs for Disney World one time, which was cool. Like we got to go to Disney and sing in this like, Christmas thing that they did, Damn. and we had to. Uh, you get really tired of Christmas songs after like the fortieth time you sing like <laughs> Silent Night. You're like, all right, I'm done with this. <laughs> Someone talked that night. Someone had to. <laughs> <laughs> um, the two years before I went to the Disney thing, um, uh, the my school had gone. Like I, I wasn't in high school yet. My sister was, and um. Uh, they they had like everyone broken up into sections while they were rehearsing before the show, and uh, when they do the candlelight processional thing at Disney, they have like a celebrity come read the Christmas story, and then you sing along with that. And the person that they had come was uh, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> oh, I respect it. And um, the, everyone was mic'd while they were rehearsing, and Sigourney Weaver was there. And apparently, uh, two kids from the bass section, uh, someone said that Sigourney Weaver was a MILF and it picked it up on the microphone. (laughs) And they all got like pulled off stage and yelled at because she was standing right there. And like (laughs) the word Sigourney Weaver is a MILF just kind of went over the speakers. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Why not? That'd be me. If I was... <laughs> They're like, listen, this is a family company. Like, you can't be doing that. <laughs> I, when I got into those moments as a kid where you could do that stupid thing in front of a lot of people, I would always say, what's the worst that's going to happen? Like... At this point, I've breached a lot of trust. They Honestly, put- I do that now <laughs> as a full adult. Really? Like, if if someone phrases something to me as a challenge, it takes a lot of willpower for me not to immediately do it. See, I, I can stop now because I have things to lose. But as a kid, like you have, you really have nothing to lose at that moment. Yeah, I'm like, all I have to do is to like show up for class tomorrow. So if you want me to like. Jump out of a jump off my wheelchair or something like it's <laughs> fine. In front of Sigour- jump into Sigourney Weaver's lap. Yeah, I like Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver's dope. She was aliens, right? Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. she was okay. an aliens. Okay. Um, do you ever get nervous on stage? Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. When okay. I when I started doing comedy, I I left the the microphone and the mic stand so often because my hands were shaking. So if I left in the mic stand and just kind of put my hand down, you couldn't tell. Okay. You don't seem like that anymore. Like, was it just getting used to it's it? It's definitely gotten better over time. Like, in, in high school when I sang, I was really, really nervous and shaky. And I'm sure you could see, like, me just shaking from, from sitting in the audience. But, like, when I get up on stage and do this, it just took, like, a lot of time for me to be, like, confident enough to not have a lot of anxiety. And I still have a lot of anxiety, but I'm better at not, like, showing it as much. Yeah. Uh, and you said you tried out for that what chips three times uh, false profits false profits yeah. three times um so you you're pretty resilient like where does that come from um i just kind of learned not to care what people think about what i'm doing because um i i get stared at a lot in public and things so like uh if if you can't see me i, I have my walker and stuff with me so i'm either using my walker or my wheelchair and like People are going to stare in you if you're in public just because they don't usually see that. Okay. So I just kind of learned to ignore it. <laughs> the, 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 the YouTube viewers will see it, yeah. but our listeners, I guess, won't. Yeah, I, uh, I, I use a walker or a wheelchair to get around. So um, like taking that out in public for people that have never seen someone in a power wheelchair before, they're kind of just like staring a little bit, and they're like, what's he about to do? <laughs> Uh, how did you get used to that? It just, I mean, I guess you had to. I mean, I've always used it as a kid. Like, I wasn't in an accident or anything. I've just always used it. And, uh, you kind of just get over it after a while. Okay. Do you think that helped on stage? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, it's just kind of an attitude of, like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And if you don't like it, it, that's, that's up to you, I guess. But that, that takes a lot of getting used to. Okay. It's a good attitude to have for anything. Yeah, it just takes a while to, like, get in that mindset. Yeah. How do you utilize that with comedy now? Like, do you just not give a fuck about what you're going to say? No, yeah. I'm like, this is either going to pan out or it's just (laughs) going to fall flat. And, like, if it falls flat, I'm going to move on to the next thing. Like, Yeah, I guess that's kind of what I noticed because you got up there. And I was like, he is just doing his thing. Like, he's funny and he doesn't give a fuck. Partially, it's it's also partially like I write jokes about like strange situations I've been in or if people make me uncomfortable. It's like just a little bit. It's like a little bit of like just rage coming out, and okay. I just kind of like let that go. Of like this is something that really like weirded me out or made me uncomfortable, and I'm gonna tell you about <laughs> it. Yeah, get off your chest. Uh, what do people do? Like, if you were to tell people what not to do. To someone in a wheelchair like what do people do often um i have a lot of people like when 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 you're younger they, t- they teach you not to stare at people that like have so- something up with them and like i i have people now my my friend has pointed this out to me multiple times as we're like going somewhere where if i drive past someone they don't want to stare so they'll just like turn their head <laughs> and like not, i'm like that's so much more obvious like i can see you sharply turn your head uh i have a joke about um I went to a Walmart like late at night with some friends of mine, which is a terrible and also a really good plan. I'd recommend it if you've never done it. You'll you'll see like a couple. They just <laughs> you you'll never know what you'll see. There's a website called People of Walmart. Like that's uh, yeah. how great really? it is. Yeah, and uh, we were like, uh, I was standing with my friend while he was checking out, and this Walmart employee. I was fully having a conversation with with this friend of mine, and the Walmart employee turns to him and just goes, "What's wrong with him?" As if I'm not going to be able to hear her. <laughs> Like okay, it's like come on, I'm not deaf. I'm in a wheelchair. Yeah, like I'm, I'm having a conversation with someone right next to you. <laughs> what did you say? 
I I was like, what's wrong with you, man? <laughs> Come on. You ever have anybody? How often do you hear "Don't stare"? Like somebody's mom telling. Oh, um, I went into a uh, Panera Bread with my family one time, and this kid just locks eyes with me and just goes, "What's wrong with him?" and just oh points at me. And his God. mom goes, I, "I just hear like a, a lady, like a white lady in front of me, turn around and just go, Timothy." <laughs> <laughs> And then she like made him come over and apologize, and I was like, "Really, it's fine." <laughs> Jeez. Because well, I mean, if, if if you're a kid and you've never seen that before, you're gonna be like, "What is happening?" That's so hilarious. But I'm also like, I was just trying to get a sandwich. Uh, like, yeah. Oh, you should have worked something free out from it. Just like, I know, <laughs> dude. Pick two, half, half, and half. Uh, Benny Capella's on Franklin Street, their old manager had like a sister in a wheelchair or something. So every time I would go in there, they just give me pizza. Oh, oh sh- yeah, they're not the manager anymore, and I don't know if that's why, but oh, okay. they were really cool. Um, so, yeah. Okay. It comes with things. So tell me this. You're, you're getting discouraged because I, I'm sure you were discouraged when you first didn't get accepted. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, how do you transition to I'm going to do my own thing outside of campus? Um, they had said at the end of the night, like, if you don't get in, like, please keep trying. There's this and this on campus. Like, there's a group for, like, all-female comics. There's a group for just improv. But there wasn't one for, like, stand-up. And they had said, uh, if you want to keep doing stand-up, there's open mics on Franklin Street at the pit. And I was like, that's the most fun I've had doing anything in a long time uh, because I was, like, struggling with some stuff at the time. And uh, I was like, that's the best I've felt in a while. I'm going to keep doing this. And uh, I just went home and, like, Googled pit, open mic, whatever. And I went, like, the Friday afterwards. Okay. So you, you chased the good feeling. Yeah, you were de- definitely love. chasing the good feeling. Okay. When you got, okay, when you got to the pit, um, did you go right up or did you take a while to? I, I kind of hung back for a minute, like, in the doorway. And then a guy came up to me and was like, are you here for a show? And I'm like, no, I heard there was an open mic after this. And he's like here's the sign-up sheet, and I wrote my name down. But I was kind of, like, trying to stay on the outside, and someone just came up to me. Oh, they're aggressive. <laughs> they're they very aggressive. They're yeah. like, are you trying to do this right now? And yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, I guess so. What like, are you going to do, huh? I'm like, maybe. <laughs> Look, you're going to tell some jokes? Do you hit a watch? Yeah, and then the first show that I, like, the first open mic I came to was insane. I was like, that was the strangest thing I've ever seen. I got to keep doing this, like. I feel like sometimes open mics build confidence because you see other people's material. And yeah, like, you're like, I can do right. that right. at least. <laughs> yeah, um, the the person before I got on, or no, the person that went on after me, it was the strangest thing I've ever seen. I don't remember what her name was, but she had been like drinking the entire night beforehand because the pit is a bar and a stage. And um, she, she had been like loudly cheering and drinking the entire time. And then they call her name to come up and um, she comes up uh, she has a white claw in her hand, and she's gonna start her set. So she like grabs the mic, mic stand, put it in front, puts it in front of her, takes the white claw, chugs the rest of it, misses her mouth almost, and just kind of dumps it on herself. <laughs> and then yep. she plants the mic stand down. She's swaying. Uh, she goes and like tries to crush the can on her head, and like cuts her head a little bit, and then <laughs> just goes into the microphone, just goes, "ow," <laughs> and then continues to do all of her jokes. It was I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Did it work? Did her say it work? It was so funny. But I don't know if it was funny because of what they said or because they had cut themselves. <laughs> Fair enough. They helped me into the door earlier upstairs. I don't remember what their name is, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I'm talking about then? Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. They, like, slammed it in their head and then just audibly into the microphone just go, ow. <laughs> it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh, my God. And now that I know who it is. Next question. <laughs> it's got yeah. so much more funny. Fair enough. Uh, t- tell me how you got to the point where you're doing dead spin. Uh, deadpan? Deadpan. deadpan. Yeah, deadpan. Because it um, used to be guys. Guys know. Uh, well, I had started doing shows um, on, on like open mics. And then um, closer to the like end of the semester, I started doing things on the house team at the pit. And uh, I was coming back for th- for like mics and stuff. And uh, I had met uh, my friend uh, Russell Goodwill, who works on um, Deadpan Comic Society with me right now, uh, at, at a and Juan, the guy who also does Deadpan with me, um, at an open mic. And then I ran into Russell in a Waffle House at like 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
because I have an addiction to Waffle House. We, we can talk about that if it's you want so to. Good. It's so good. I know. It's so the best. Good. My my family gave me a Waffle House gift card for Christmas. It's the I one didn't know they existed, but they're amazing. It's um, the one thing that I will not class out of. Never. Man, you yeah, can never man. class out of a Waffle House. Yeah. Like, I don't care how much money I got. No. It's, yeah. the, it's the best. Yeah. Um, and I, I run into him at, one of the, uh, at like 1.30 in the morning in a Waffle House. And he's like, I remember you from the open mic. I'm doing uh, this thing called Guys in the Hill with uh, this dude named Elton. If you want to do it with us, it would be like 10 minutes. I'd never done 10 minutes before. So I, I was immediately like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And we kept doing shows. Like over the summer, I would come back uh, like once a month and do shows with Guys in the Hill. And he had always promised that he would like pay us money as part of the tickets and then never did. And then eventually he just skipped town. <laughs> And we were like, well, that was weird, but we wanted to do longer set times. So I was like, what if we just make our own and like not deal with him? And we made Deadpan Comic Society. And I had like a my friend draw up like a logo for us. And that was yeah. it. I'd, it took me so long to come up with like a, a comedy troupe name that wasn't pretentious. And then I landed on Deadpan Comic Society, <laughs> which is arguably worse. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like. Comics and not paying people sometimes. It's like, oh, it's so bad. It's so par for the course. Like as a comic, you're used to not getting paid, so just be like, look. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, okay, I'll take ten minutes. You don't have to pay me. But then they were like, we'll pay you, and I was like, awesome. Just tell the truth. You will still get comics to do your show. Like you don't have to lie. We're so used to not getting paid that we don't care at this point. I don't know if that guy ever really did comedy shows before. <laughs> I don't know because he got up on stage at the end of one of our shows and did this segment called Bad Advice. And then he would, like, ask people their problem and give them bad advice, which could be funny if you were, like, good at it. Yeah. But um, he was just kind of getting mad because people were asking him questions he didn't have answers to. And it was so strange. I was, like, sitting in a chair with the rest of us on, like, one side of the stage while he was doing this, and we were like, what is happening? <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable right now. Like... It happens. There are some uh, shady people out there. Yeah. The, the, the best thing ever is um, Russell is still signed into the Guys in the Hill um, Instagram account. And we can see what he DMs people. And he had apparently DMed Meek Mill, the, the, the actual famous rapper, like three videos, who, and which he had not opened because he's Meek Mill. Yeah. And then it's just... Uh, we'll help him out. Uh, Meek Mill. Meek, yeah, guys, check out Meek Mill if you haven't. I know yeah. my mom will probably see this. She has no idea who Meek yeah. Mill is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Meek Mill respond. If you're Meek Mill, hit me up, all right? Open those DMs. I've DMed some celebrities before. Uh, CJ McCollum, basketball player for the Trailblazers. I DMed him just to uh, just to see. I don't know. I'm that type of guy. I will do that. I DMed Brendan Fraser once. That's the only celebrity I've ever DMed. Uh, if you don't know who that is, he was the uh, the lead in The Mummy, uh, 1999. <laughs> oh, of course I know who. And Monkey Bones. And George Monkey Bones, Jungle? George of the Jungle. Well, I, I say yeah. Brendan Fraser, and no one knows who I'm talking about. I have a small obsession with The Mummy. Okay. So, yeah. Two it, was good. Three. Three and Scorpion King are awful. One and two, awesome. It's a cinematic masterpiece, it's a, I mean, it's, it's basically Indiana Jones, but everything is almost the same as something else, so it's fine. Yeah, it it's it's a, it's a fun movie. It's one of those movies that I just have fun. It's just it's fun. The best. It's yeah. an it's a legit adventure film. I, I watched it a bunch as a kid, and I'm I major in history now. So like, look at look at now that. look at hell <laughs> yeah. Oh why why history and uh, oh yeah HD um I major in ancient medieval history, uh, which uh, is completely useless, and uh, information science, which is uh, a l at least a little bit less useless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, history, just because it's fun, um, I I really enjoy the classes. It's basically just going to class and getting yelled at by a British person all day. <laughs> uh, and uh, I I took um, a class about Rome, uh, like one semester, and this guy would just like project a map of the ancient world and just start talking. And he's, he specialized in ancient cartography, so he could just name a place and it would be on the map exactly where he said it was. It was insane. And uh, he would just say British things sometimes. I didn't know if I had to include them in my notes. He'd, he'd be like, and the Romans were absolutely tiddlywinked. And I'm like, how do you spell tiddlywinked? <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening. I heard uh, Rome was founded by like a really big fat she-wolf. I don't think that's true. No. I, I don't think it is either. Like, how cool could my though. ex be in Rome back then? <laughs> like, that doesn't even make sense. She's not a time traveler. <laughs> she told me she was in her 20s. She is an overweight wolf. 
<laughs> Let's talk about some of the mistakes <laughs> that you've made in your life. Apparently, that's one of them. <laughs> no, Andrew tells these amazing jokes, and it's his role, and I love it. <laughs> I love them. Half the highlights we have are from... Uh, that's my role. Sometimes I just start talking, and then I'll figure out a punchline later. But, I mean, same. <laughs> Sometimes I just get up on stage just because I'm there, and I'm like, I wasn't really planning on doing anything, but here we are. Um, that one was not improvised. That was a written joke I've been you, working been, on for six months. <laughs> he, he has like a bunch of sticky notes all over his walls of like different ways to say that. Yeah. <laughs> you got to you gotta squeeze in punchlines and uh, premises in everyday conversation. So yeah. many of my jokes on stage make it into everyday conversation. You got to see if people laugh at it. And then people come to my shows and, I, and they're like, I think I've heard that before. And I'm like, yeah, that's because I'm uncreative. Yeah. <laughs> I like improv. I really do. I apparently am not very good at improv. Crowd work and stuff like um, that. I've, I, r I really want to start doing more crowd work. I think yeah. that would be very fun because that's how you meet people that are truly insane. And I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, let's talk about some of the mistakes that you've made uh, along the way. On stage or just, uh, just in general? In general. Um, mistakes that I've made on stage. Um, I when I started out, I had a lot of like anxiety uh, about being on stage and I, I would like I, I would not speak into the microphone or I wouldn't be able to finish a sentence. And I feel like that's a lot of like the, the self-confidence that I was lacking. It was like a big mistake that like kind of spilled into more than just being on stage. Like I think being on stage has made me more self-confident even if I'm not performing. So what's it like not having self-confidence or it's like you think of what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what's it like not being really fucking cool? No, like no, no. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, that's not, I was asking more for our little. That's my real role is just making McNeil sound bad. But. Uh, uh, well, I was asking because we all go through lack of self-confidence. Yeah. Apparently not McNeil. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Um, it you take this question. It no. sounds like <laughs> kind I, I of uh, your natural it. disposition. Was that stemming from uh, life, things happening in your life? Or, you know, just, uh, are you from here? Did you move Oh, yeah. To um, I'm from a town uh, near Raleigh called Fuquay Varina. If you don't know what that is. 312. Yeah. Uh, if if you don't know what that is, I wouldn't put it past you. Um, so, but so you moved here to college, right? Yeah, I, I moved to Chapel Hill for school specifically. And I'm guessing, I don't know, that's a big life change. A lot of people, when they go off to college and stuff, experience that lack of confidence and oh, stuff. Yeah, well, for sure. Uh, I spent the first week of college watching movies with my roommate. Because I was too afraid to like go outside and like actually do stuff. We we watched uh, for anyone who's wondering, uh, Wet Hot American Summer, um, the prequel series and the sequel series, along with the movie. Uh, they're all on Netflix. They're very funny. Are they yeah. good? The the prequel I and the sequel series them. are both really really good. Okay. I so if I you ever have free time, heard that we should watch them because of camp. Okay. I heard that we would probably laugh at some stuff, but. Oh, that might be it. Next review yeah. series. No, for sure. It's it's really funny. But other than uh, maybe having to get over that a bump in that road of public speaking and stuff, did your uh, kind of confidence or esteem issues at the time cause any other problems or, or mistakes, I guess? Um, for instance, I multiple times uh st always stopped short of asking that girl out right or oh, da, 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 you know uh i was doing a thing where like if someone didn't like if if i was gonna ask someone out and they didn't approach me i just wouldn't say anything to them and i feel like it, it's gotten better as i've spent time on stage of like knowing that i can do i can be funny and charming conversationally as well as on stage of like being able to walk up to not just girls, but like other people that I need to like meet or impress or something like that and just start a conversation and like try to be funny conversationally so that they like pick up on me better. And like another like self-confidence kind of thing was uh, I was majoring in the wrong thing for like a year and a half and I was 
too set in what I was doing to like sit back and be like, this is not working for me. A lot of people go through that. I feel like that's very college. Like I, I, I had friends and people being like, you're awful at this. Why do you keep making yourself do this? And I'm like, because uh, it'll be worth it. And, you know, it wasn't. But uh, yeah, that's, that's why I have a degree in accounting. You have a degree in accounting? Yeah, fucking hate it the entire time. My best friend is getting a degree, a degree in accounting. Tell him not to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first, man. Uh, he's not going to like his life. <laughs> um, I don't know if he's hung out with accountants, but they work 80-hour weeks. Ooh. Yeah, it's crazy, especially during tax season. Uh, I'll I'll make sure he sees this. What now. were you majoring in? I was majoring in computer science, which isn't that different from information science. Yeah. But it was a lot heavier on, like, mathematics, and, like, you had to take physics as part of your major, and I am not intelligent, so... <laughs> <laughs> How long did you spend in that program? A year and a half. So what was the process like of building up the confidence to make that change? The process was, like... I started out in the beginner comp sci class and I did okay. I chalked it up to being like, this is my first semester of college. Your grades aren't going to be the best because you've never done this before. And then I would be in comp sci and like have no idea what was going on and just be like, this is fine. Yeah. Or I'd be like in math and I would get like a 20 on something and be like, ah, but everybody's doing like, I, I, I would like make the mistake of like rationalizing that I wasn't enjoying myself by the fact that I thought no one was enjoying themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, even when people would come into class and be excited or looking happy, you'd be like, they're really not. Yeah, I'd be like, no, time. this is all a show. Like, <laughs> you can't be enjoying this. We all, it, it, we're all going to suck together, basically. Yeah, we're all going to suck together in, like, a giant 400-person lecture hall, and, like, we're all going to struggle and not make A's. Like, that doesn't happen, but... So what's the process of transitioning to gaining more confidence? Like, what would you tell someone who was lacking in confidence to do? I think you have to pick something that's outside your comfort zone. And for me, that was being on stage because I've always had, like, a lot of stage fright uh, and things like that. And, like, I also feel like being, being a comp sci student who hated what they were doing also, like, gave me a lot of anxiety. Like, I used to have a lot of panic-related like I, I used to have panic attacks and stuff like that just because I was really hating what I was doing and I was not like no matter how hard I thought I was trying it just wasn't working out and I didn't know how to deal with that and I feel like the only way to gain self-confidence is to kind of choose an outlet for everything that's making you nervous or angry so that it can like leave your brain and be somewhere else because when I write comedy it's a lot of like this is something that was strange, or this is something that I messed up, or this is something that made me uncomfortable. And now I can make it something funny and then turn it into something positive. That's erotica for me. See, <laughs> exactly. When I get anxious, I'm like, ah, oh, I, I gotta write a quick story about a hand job in a walk-in freezer at You're a like, Wendy's. And then they got in the stagecoach, <laughs> and, and then 14 layers of clothes later, here we are. Yeah, that's, hey, look, it helps me cope. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, man. Talking uh, about erotica, um, uh, me and my friends have this game back home that we play oh uh, because there, there's there's nothing to do uh, where I'm from. So we go to a different town to go to a Barnes & Noble, and we'll go to the erotic book section and play this game where you try to pitch it as a movie based on <laughs> the cover and the title. It, it, the, there's like a shirtless fireman and like a, a strange title, like Fire and Steel or something, and you try to like guess what the plot is and then pitch it as a movie <laughs> i'm trying to think how that would go like a song of ice and fire a song of ice and fire because it's a lot of like there's like a really buff like vampire dude just chilling and like there's a rose with like a drop of blood and, and like a, some strange title and then you have to like guess what's going to happen in that can we talk about the historical depictions of vampires i mean we can if you want to they're not buff they're not buff they don't they're, have a pulse they can't metabolize protein. There's no way they can put on mass. Exactly. They like also cannot get erections. They don't have circulation. Also, I don't know how they like how they always look so well kept if they can't see themselves. Thank like, you. They're, they're always like wearing like three piece suits with like a fancy swoop hair and like all this stuff, and they can't see themselves in the mirror when they wake up. Exactly. Like, that's not gonna happen. 
And then their hair should be messed up from yeah. flying around as a bat anyway. Yeah, you're telling me you can yeah. turn into a bat and turn back and be fully clothed? That's cheating. This doesn't make sense. Where'd you buy them clothes? Look, no vampires in my erotica. I don't know about that now. Are you, you want a couple vampires in there? Listen, there is something inherently sexy about having two teeth going to your neck. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> That sounds like the worst frat party experience <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds terrifying, man. Uh, like I don't know, so man. I'm, I'm, I'm weird. I'm weird. I don't. I can tell, yeah. <laughs> like it's, uh, yeah. That sounds awful. <laughs> Just. Dude, it, mm, not opening that can of worms. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Don't sounds what, like what else is murder. there? Werewolves? What's, what are the other beasts? Yeah, werewolves. The other beasts? Werewolves? Fra- I guess Frank. Does Frankenstein count? I mean, I guess. I Oh, they did make him into a sexy movie. Did they? Yes. It was called, oh, yeah. uh, I, don't, I think it was I, Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. I and he had, like, tattoos He and had, shit. like, tattoos. What? Where's <laughs> Frankenstein getting tatted up? Uh, next, they're going to make a movie about sexy Casper. Oh, oh God. God. I wish they would. I'm, I'm auditioning for that. Casper I'm auditioning for the role of Casper. I'm pale enough to audition for Casper. He's super, super yeah, I, friendly. I, I, I was doing a show... Um, yesterday, uh, or no, Wednesday, and um, that I had to like wear an extra microphone because this guy was trying to pick up the sound that I was making. So I got to make a joke about wearing a wire, and it kind of set off a thing of like, do I look wide enough to be an arc? Like, <laughs> ooh, could you be an? I think I'd be pretty good. I look wholesome. Okay, I like it. Okay, you can convince people. Yeah, um, I used to play uh, the widest possible sport. Uh, I was really, really good at bocce ball. Okay, yeah, that, that's very white. And um, my dad yes. refs uh, middle school and high school basketball games, so okay. I, I don't think it gets much wider than that. Is bocce ball the one with the trampoline? That, no, that's the one you play on the beach where there's like a small ball and you roll the, the larger ones to try and get close to it. Never heard of that. You never heard of that? Have you All never right. seen bocce ball? Yes, yeah, it's, it's white, white, white. It's white. super white. Yeah, uh, we played it in uh, Lifetime Sports. <laughs> in high school, yeah, there was a uh, a class called Lifetime Sports, and you just played the whitest. Are those sports. the sports that you could play as like a seventy two year old retired? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, is that Lifetime it, Sports? It, it's basically shuttleboard on the beach. Yeah, is is what bocce ball is. Yeah. Um, you played uh, frisbee golf. Oh yeah, I that's never knew what that was. <laughs> I I played that once in middle school. Frisbee golf. Yeah. Uh, I, I know a bunch of people that play ultimate frisbee, which is just soccer with a frisbee. Um, yeah. You gotta be good at ultimate. Though. I've heard. Yeah, I've seen. Uh, heard some stories. Who who do we know that broke their leg or something playing ultimate? That was Will. Oh that, yeah, yeah, Will. Yeah. I mean, it gets rough out there. Yeah. I, I yeah. I'm not diving for a frisbee. I'm no. Not, no I'm way. Not a um, the, the only sport in gym class I was ever good at was field hockey. Because my walker took up the whole goal, so no one could score. <laughs> <laughs> and they just put me in the. They'd be like, "You're the goalie now," and I'm like, "Yeah, I got you. Don't worry about it." Uh, that's funny. Uh, I also used to always win dodgeball because no one wanted to throw a dodgeball <laughs> at me. <laughs> they'd be like, "They we we get down to two people, and they're just like, you 'You're the winner now.'" And I'm like, "All right, cool. <laughs> I'll take it." No, nah, dodgeball wasn't a game in my school. They we had some savages. It wouldn't have been the same. I like you, but. On the dot, I have no friends at dodgeball. I I I have another joke that I've written about how my elementary school had this thing. Uh, it was called Field. Uh, no, it wasn't called Field Day. I don't I don't remember what it, the official name was. But like once a month, they just replace our recess with everyone running in circles around a field. <laughs> And they would make me also run circles of the field, but it was me walking incredibly slowly while all of my classmates just ran past me. <laughs> and then it, it took them a couple of days to be like, we should give him a buddy. Like, this is really sad. <laughs> Damn. Do you guys ever, like, tell a story and then, like, think it's fine and then it's not fine based on how other people react to it? Oh, all the time. All the time, like, <laughs> especially when I, uh, I'll i tell stories from childhood, and they'll be like... And then why did everyone get sad? Yeah, like, like everyone's really quiet. <laughs> um, I told a story about... My mom came to high school once, and she came there just to embarrass me. Like, because she was like, uh, you... 
you seem to get in trouble when I'm around, not around. So I'm going to be around. I'm going to be around. And by today's standards, I think that'd be abuse. Like, yeah, because she was there just to humiliate my me. my dad. Um, this is the story of my junior prom date. Uh, my dad, uh, I was in, I was in choir in high school, so I had to go back after school and do concerts sometimes. And we were all waiting backstage to go on to do a concert. And it was like right before junior prom and I didn't have a date. And my dad just walks back into like the locker room we were using and just goes, hey, ladies, Jonah needs a date to prom and then leaves. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Why did you have to do this to me? Uh, I, I got caught playing Game Boy. I was grounded. And so she caught me playing. So then she proceeded to delete my Pokemon. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. That is <laughs> like. <laughs> that punishment does not fit the crime. Oh, now? Oh, I would definitely call CPS on her. <laughs> yeah, no. I'd be like, what happened? They're like, they deleted Pikachu, okay? I'm not having a good time. That's over 100 hours invested. My man. Pokedex. Like, <laughs> come on. Oh, man, that one hurt. Did you restart? I had to. Oh, man. Yeah. I, oh. That was one of those things. It's like Skyrim, right? Like, Oh, that is my favorite video game. I, I put in world. like 100 and something hours Same. into it. Never finished it. You never finished it? No, it's I the accidentally best. deleted my save. Oh, no. Now I'm just like, what's the point? I never picked it up I again. I have beaten that game at least three times. Because I did nothing in high school. Sometimes that helps, though. Uh, I was playing Fallout 4 all the time, and I kept telling my roommate, like, don't touch my account. And he touched it, and he, like... Did an attribute that I would never do, like leveling up my guy. Oh, like a skill thing? Yeah, yeah. and I would never do, and I became so disinterested in the game. Like, I stopped playing. I uh, put so many hours in. finished Nate's Red Dead 2 campaign. Oh, no! Because <laughs> he, he was letting me play. He went to work or something. That's just cruel. And uh, I, I had no idea where in the campaign he was. I did the one mission that happened to be the last mission. Oh. And uh, I thought I could go back That's to the cold. last checkpoint or whatever. No, nothing? No. <laughs> My roommate has that game. Oh, wow. He played all of it, and I did the last mission while he was out of the house. That's mm-hmm. oh, mm, Yeah, that, that happened in reverse for me with God of War because um, – me and my roommate both have that game, but he was playing it a, like a lot, a lot more than I was. And we live in a dorm, so there's no separation between like my room and his room. It's just a room, and he would be playing it. And I live there, so I had to like watch him play. So I watched the whole game, and then I was just super disinterested in, in like playing the rest of it because I already knew how it ended. Yeah, is that number four? <coughs> what uh, number number four? Uh, God of War four. Yeah, God of War four. I haven't played it yet. Is it good? Yeah, it's it's super dope. I just like <laughs> I was like, well, now I know what happens, and I'm not invested anymore. Um, so let's talk about some of the other mistakes you made, like not comedy related. Not comedy related. School is definitely definitely the biggest one of like not knowing. It's it's just like you kind of have to know yourself and know your own strengths and weaknesses. How do you have that? Because you made the jump to a different major, right? Yeah. How did you finally come to terms that you had to get out? Um, I got three D's one semester and was like, I can't do this again. <laughs> yeah. Triple D's. I was like, I can't do this again. And um, I had been talking to the um, like person who runs the computer science department. And they were like, listen, you got to do something else. <laughs> like, this is not, not working out for time. you. I can it's tell. And I'm like, time. yeah, you're right. Uh, and I, I, I actually had to apply for um, information science because it's a professional school like technically it's separate from like just the rest of the college oh it's like the business school. yeah it, it's like a business school but not as fancy okay so i had to like go and talk to someone and be like these are the issues i'm having and they were like check this smaller school out that does the same thing but with less math i was like that sounds awesome <laughs> uh i feel like we all need that person to tell us like hey this is not working out I feel like so many people yeah. beat around the bush. A really good friend of mine tried so hard. They were like, I don't know why you're doing this. You are you hate this and you're awful at it. And I was like, ouch. <laughs> My art history professor. But you know what? You were right. If, if you do see this, you were completely correct. Yeah, my art history professor straight told me, she was like, you're going to need a PhD to get a job. I can tell you passionate. You majored in art history? Yeah. She teaches at UNC now. Oh, so cool. Pretty cool. 
I know um, nothing about art. Mm-hmm. So. But she was like, "You, you get, you're gonna be in school for twelve years. Uh, you need to learn dead languages and shit." And yeah. I'm like, all right, I got it. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> um, I, I actually, I thought I didn't know anything about art, and then I realized that I can just uh, bullshit my way around art because we had to go to this uh, class. Um, I, I, I was in a history class and we had to do this thing at the art museum on, on Franklin Street where they like lined up three paintings and you have to like talk, talk about what they are and explain why <laughs> yeah. they're together. And uh, I, my partner like left to answer a phone call. So it was just me. And um, she came over to ask me for a speech and I was like, speech? And I made something up, and I got, like, four emails about it. Apparently, I'm really good at art. Uh, <laughs> my friends like to say that I fail upwards, and I think they're completely correct. That's what's up. So where do you, where, how do you, I guess, where do you feel you're at now with everything? Like, with your confidence, uh, with school? Um, how old are you, by the way? You're, I'm, I'm 20. Yeah. Okay. How do, you, how do you feel you are right now? Right now, I feel like I'm doing better than I have been before. Like, I think this is the best version of myself that I could be at the moment uh, because I'm doing so well I don't want to say I'm doing so well in comedy but I'm having fun doing comedy and it's like it's the most work I've ever put into anything and it's kind of fulfilling to see that pay off in some sort of way to where like I started going to open mics and now I can produce my own show with friends of mine that people come to do you drive I do not drive actually okay um, I have hand controls, and I really need to go get my license. I'm just uh, really lazy, yeah, and I live in a place that doesn't require me to drive. Can I say something? Yeah. Uh, stop being lazy. Get your license and drop out of school. I'll do at least. Whoa. One of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I was cool with some of those. We you were like, "Wow, this is good advice," and you're like, "Oh no, 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 let's stop there." Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we should be giving him advice. For I will take any advice you have because I am not smart. Uh, you're doing... You I'm know. not qualified. I didn't. Gra- I went to college three times. Yeah, we, 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 times. we heard that, that advice last time, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I dropped out three times. Where did you school. go? I went to uh, Wake Tech and the Academy of Art University. Oh, cool. Um, can you, like, can you, like, make art? Can no. you draw and stuff? No. No? No. He can name Damn. art. Dope. Yeah, I once did a project on. Uh, She's like, "That's cubism." Uh, <laughs> Andromeda, Brother Rocks by Dore, and uh, the whole thing is she's chained up to the rocks, and there's a sea beast coming. The entire presentation, I referred to the sea beast as my friend Jasper's mom, who was also <laughs> in the class. How did that go? Uh, oh, I had the class laughing, and the teacher was laughing too. Jasper was laughing. It was all. But fun. like grade wise, did it pan out? Oh, uh, I mean, I probably got like a B or something. Oh, like, I mean, that's yeah. that's good enough. It was well researched. It was just how I was. Yeah, that yeah. that's that's another thing that I've learned through school is being you 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 have to get to a point where you're like that's good enough. Like, just make it be. Especially if you're at like, if if you're in college, it's like you don't need A's, and a lot of time A's are unattainable. Like they're they're a good thing to shoot for, but like don't beat yourself up if you get a B plus. Look, I'm happy I, with a two point Yeah, if I could have stayed in school. <laughs> With a 2.0, I would have done it. Yeah. Talking about talking to the king of bees right here. Are you the king of bees? I'm the king of bees. <gasps> you should marry Beyonce. And look, he became an accountant. It technically works. Oh, no, I did not become an accountant. Oh, you I, didn't? Uh, I went to grad school and uh, for computer science because I was like, oh, really? Fuck this. How far did you get into grad school? I finished. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you do computer science now? or Not this very second, but I did do it. I recently quit a job. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I would say advice wise, um, information science. Mm-hmm. Uh, just network. Network, yeah. Network and information. I science. recently made a LinkedIn, and I'm very confused by how LinkedIn works because it's just people like, like just bothering me all the time. Yeah. I, <laughs> That's exactly how it is. I'm like, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> I'll connect with you on LinkedIn. All right, all right. Af- Find me on LinkedIn. After this, yeah. <laughs> Find me on LinkedIn. Uh, it's Jonah Lewis. There's a picture of my face. Network with me. Do you see how resilient he is? 
Denied. Why are you looking at that camera? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I look. Network with me, all right? <laughs> Do it. You won't. You right. <laughs> see, phrase it as a challenge. <laughs> Network with me. Do you see how resilient he is? <laughs> hey, I'll take it. Denied three times from false prophets. Back on the game again. Made his own. Uh, I'm your hype man now. Made his own show. Hey, I don't show. have one, so the position is open. Dan pa- Deadpan. Deadpan Comic Society. Deadpan Comic Society. Society. Don't copyright me. It's a little bit uh, different. Yeah. Um, um. Makes people laugh all the time. All the time. Confident. 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 He has it. He has it. He's got it. He's got it. Oh, I'll take new it. Uh, Under Armour shoes, which I love Under Armour basketball shoes. He yes. has it. He has it. Got it. Um, Man, how else can I'm we hype you up? I, I, I recently got another new adjective uh, added to myself. Uh, we, we talked about dating, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to learn. I, I, I haven't been able to figure out if this is a compliment or not. I went on a date with someone, and they said that I was charming, which I, 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 was, I said, thank you. And they told me I was charming later again. And they told me I was a charming a third time, but they added something to it on the third time, which was, you're charming, like Ted Bundy. And I was like, is that a compliment? <laughs> like, it shouldn't be if it is. I think this person just is not well-read. No, I don't, I don't think they watched the, the Ted Bundy movie. If I look like Zac Efron, I'll take that, but... Comedy automatically, I'm not going to say automatically, but it helps with being charming. Yeah, because it, Speak I... for yourself. <laughs> I um, just kind of, like, I'll talk to people, and then I get into a mindset like I'm doing a show, so you kind of just disassociate from the situation that you're in, so you can just kind of say stuff, and then pop back into whatever you're doing and be like, oh, did I? Okay, it went okay. You were just doing bits or doing yeah, something to make I, them laugh. I do bits in casual conversation that I've definitely done on stage. It's like, well, I already have it down. Like, I have it memorized, so it's fine. Comedy was the best and worst thing that happened to my dating life. Because uh, you can Comedy hasn't improved. I've tried so hard to have comedy improve my dating life, but really? it's never worked. I've been like, yeah, I'm a comedian, and they're never impressed by it. Oh, it, you don't tell them. Yeah, you're, you're going funny. about it wrong. You, I'm just funny. Yeah, right, just, I've be, been doing just it wrong. be funny. And because uh, there are so many dudes with boring ass conversations out here, that, that is if true. You can just keep them laughing or interested. You, You'll run miles. All right, so if you want to laugh or connect on LinkedIn, hit me up. There you go. Yeah. I'm looking at the right camera now. <laughs> um, we do this this part. Uh, it's called a motivational speech. Um, from from me or from for me? yeah from you. It, uh, yeah, we have you do a motivational speech. Off the cuff, like All a right. TED talk. Oh God, you could be talking. To I hate TED talks. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's just me, but I don't like TED Talks. You could talk to uh, maybe high schoolers who are about to go into college. Talk to maybe high schoolers. Talk to uh, maybe younger version of you. Younger version? I could talk to a younger version of me. Okay. Uh, right fine. into that camera so, there. Um, if you're, uh, you know, going into college or get, even if you're getting out of college, I know getting out of college can be hard, um, and you're looking to, like, pick up something new or you want to improve something about yourself, and you're thinking, uh, maybe I could do that, but if I try it and it goes poorly, I'm never gonna leave my house again. Like, maybe just shoot for it, because the down, like the, the worst possible outcome you can have in your brain is probably not gonna happen. Like, you, you could get up on stage and it not be funny, and you would be totally fine the next day. Like, you might be bummed out about it, but like, you'll wake up the next day and be completely fine. Like, you may as well if you're if you're thinking about trying something, I would say go for it. Like, just give it a shot. If it doesn't work out, find something new to try. But you you have to find an outlet for yourself, or you're gonna be you're, you're gonna be stuck in your own head if you don't find an outlet for yourself. I feel like that's a good mindset to have, man. That's a good speech, by the way. But I feel Thank like you. that's a good mindset to have. It's just like just go for it. Like, what's the worst that's gonna happen? Um, you're not going to die. Yeah, you're not going to die. Hold on. I guarantee you no one's going <laughs> to boo you off stage there unless are you some say situations something. Situations <laughs> in which um, unless you're bungee jumping like maybe yeah. think about a last will and testament or something <laughs> like plan don't, ahead, plan don't, accordingly. Don't start smoking. 
yeah, I wouldn't start. Yeah, that's not a good idea. But if if you're thinking about trying something, plan accordingly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, maybe but I agree. maybe you try smoking. I smoked a cigarette once. It wasn't for me, but had I've never I not a cigarette. really no, uh, had I not, then uh, I would always wonder like, are cigarettes for me? I've uh, always thought um, like drugs and stuff would be cool, but also I can't run away from the police, so I kind of <laughs> I, I, I kind of wrote that one off as like maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, you got your upper body strength. Exactly, like but, like, there, there's no way that, like, I can just do it. And then if I get caught with something, I can't just, like, hop up and run on down the street. Like, that's that's not going to happen. I, I don't know cops, but what I'll say is, let's say y'all... I can get away with almost anything, so true. it might be possible. I've never gotten a tardy in my life in any way. <laughs> true. They're like, it's fine, and I'm like, thank you. Oh, you were late today, and I was like, "It's cool." Like, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. No one cares. I um, I showed up ten minutes late to a class for an entire semester. He did not care. <laughs> They're not gonna say shit. Hey, I, I tutored one of his students. It's fine. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but let's say I'm a cop. Uh, you know how you split up when the cops are coming. Yeah. If you go in a you're gonna direction, go for the weakest link. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm going. I'm not going for you. Cause I'm gonna look and I'm gonna be like, that's right. a lawsuit waiting to that's happen. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen, and I want a challenge. So <laughs> I'm gonna take the like, the the average spe- speed kid, you know. Yeah, not 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 the slowest, but also not the like no, distance I'm, runner. I'm not gonna get dusted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, for part of like my my motivational speech, if if you're thinking of like trying something new, or you're thinking of like you need to. Uh, like be in a better mindset find people that help you get into that better mindset like you got to surround your people or you got to surround yourself with people that like make you happier as a person do you have your team oh yeah 100 percent um but i i've i find that i gravitate towards people that are also just a little bit mean because i feel like people are too nice to me sometimes just because i have a wheelchair so i like it when people are like a little bit not mean but like abrasive Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have a really good friend of mine. I told this joke on stage um, Wednesday night. And I don't know if they're going to like that or not, but I guess I'll see. Um, I have a friend of mine. I uh, tipped myself out of my wheelchair, and they helped me up, but then afterwards told me to walk it off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, those are the kind of people you got to find. The people that are going to help you up, but then also tell you to walk it off. Like, okay. So so you're cool with jokes. No, okay. yeah. Okay. If I, what what if I wasn't cool with jokes? I was like I hate comedy. <laughs> yeah. Just a comedian that can't take a joke at all. Um, do you uh do you do any online st- stuff? What kind of online stuff? Uh social media or anything? Social media? Yeah. Um uh, I have a Facebook and Instagram and a Twitter. Uh do you want me to like name drop them? Yeah, let's say the people wanted to reach out and find out how uh to find Deadpan. Deadpan Comic Society has a Facebook page. We post um not super often, but we post like event links. It's just Deadpan Comic Society. Uh if you want to follow me on Facebook, that's just Jonah Lewis. My Twitter is Jonah Lewis Ten No Spaces. And my um uh Instagram is also some variation of Jonah Lewis. I can look it up if you want. Uh, that's on you. We so we just want people to yeah. know your information. Um, my LinkedIn is Jonah Lewis. Follow him on LinkedIn or connect. Connect with connect me. Help, help me find an internship. Read those articles. That's what I'm currently trying to do. Look, that's where it's going to come in handy is after college. Yeah. Uh, uh, my Instagram is Jonah Lewis seventy nine oh six J O N A H L E W I S seven nine zero six. Born in. He was um, six years old in 1979. I put ads for my shows on my story. Uh, I post pictures from my shows on my feed. So if you want to come see me, uh, that's probably the best place to go. Uh, also, I put everything on my Facebook. So you can check the Deadpan Comic Society Facebook page. I'm in charge of that. I'll be checking it out. And meanwhile, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, Andrew Gleason NC. I'm on LinkedIn too. Look it up. Exactly. Follow Humor and Mistakes on Instagram, humor.in.mistakes. Like us on Facebook. Leave a review on iTunes and uh, Stitcher, where you can find Ooh, us. Stitcher. Um, yeah. Fancy. 
And then I'm going to look at this camera. Oh, my so God. Hey, guys. Shit. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Donovan McNeil. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. The ever confident Donovan McNeil. <laughs> <laughs> at I. <laughs> and I keep it McReal and Little Mistakers. Thank you for tuning in. Wait, wait, in. is that really your your thing? I keep it McReal. I keep it McReal. That's I need to awesome. utilize it more. But yeah. Um Thanks for listening. Thanks for Thank listening. you guys. We're out. Thank you for listening to the podcast all the way through. If you've enjoyed this, please like and subscribe, or just let us know what we can do to improve your listening experience. Thank you, little mistakers. <laughs>